This episode is sponsored in part by Winning Tax Solutions. With the Biden regime hiring over 80,000 new IRS agents, that can't be in your favor. The average citizen will see more audits, bank levies, asset seizures, liens, and garnishments. With a team of former IRS special agents in your corner, you'll have peace of mind and the best representation possible. Before you consult with an overpriced attorney, contact Winning Tax Solutions. You'll be happy you did. For more information, visit www.winningtaxsolutions.com. All right, folks, let's get to it. Welcome to the 2ACC, Tyranny's Worst Enemy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2ACC. Tonight... We have a special show, a great show. We have two very key people. First, we have Mike. <clears throat> he's actually the key sponsor for the show from Winning Tax Solutions. Uh, he's been on before. You guys know who he is. And second, we have a good brother. He's got a great past, a great history. He's a good man of God, a good brother in Christ. You got to follow him on Twitter. We'll put the links to his accounts. My brother, Kamal Salim. How you doing, man? I am blessed and highly favored. Absolutely. Mike, what you up to? Hey, I'm just trying to recover and get better. <laughs> you've been you've been down for quite some time. You've been sick for a while. Yeah, it hasn't been good. All right. Well, we pray for your recovery now. Amen. Let's get right into it, fellas. We have chaos in the world right now. And Kamal, start with a little profile about yourself. Let the people know who you are and your background. So I just uh, wrote a new book. It's called Ishmael Redeem, Call to the Kingdom. Mm. In the midst of all this chaos that has taken place in the world, we will see the greatest uh, number of Muslims coming to Christ in the history of the world. So, uh, but in process, we need to understand that many of these people have no understanding who Jesus Christ is. My story, I started in Beirut, Lebanon, and I was born to a Muslim Sunni family, 14 brothers and sisters. We lived in a three home, a three room home and one bathroom. My mother trained me from my childhood to be an Islamist, which is, she said, the great command of Islam, Muhammad says that the days of Islam will not come about until the Muslim arise. What is that supposed to mean? It means jihad. What is jihad to the Muslims? Allah said, who is the Muslim uh, God, he said, uh, no one can please Allah without jihad. So as we look at all this, Hello? Muhammad says, whatever, whatever you conquer and your right hand gives you, it is yours to keep. So now we are moving all over the world to conquer the world and bring about one world of Islam and the Sharia. So my childhood, I was seven years old when I was recruited by the Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood joined the PLO. I was uh, in a camp firing my first AK-47 at seven years old. And I saw living death as we were training because we were training with life ammo. Yasser Arafat was one of my first teachers. And I was sent on my first mission to Israel at seven years old to carry weapon caches and explosive. 
at the age of eight, I became a child recruit, and I was recruiting children from playground and and uh, play school, you know, and other places. I came to know uh, people orphan like me, so I noticed them, and I was able to recruit them immediately. And uh, my second mission to Israel, it was deadliest mission ever, and. I was the only one who survived and came back. My story took me from the invasion of Europe to bring about Islamization, and that is uh, by political Islam, and not by the sword. And then from there, I went to Tora Bora to teach Mujahideen to shoot heat-seeking missiles. And from there, I was sent to the United States of America to infiltrate the United States of America because we understood that Israel could not be destroyed unless we destroyed the great Satan, which is the United States of America, and then the small Satan could be destroyed next, which is Israel. Wow. You you were trained from the age of seven. Yes. To destroy America, brother. And Israel. And Israel. And you are one of how many do you think in the world? Oh, there's more than millions. Ready for the call. Yeah, and a lot of them are here in the United States of America because of the sudden border being opened. Many of them came through Chavez in South America. They gave them the passports of Venezuelan passports, and they came through the American borders, and they crossed over courtesy of President Biden. Unreal. And I'm former Border Patrol. The statistics to date from January 1st, 2023 till today, over 2.4 million illegals have entered the country. Undocumented. Nobody knows where they are. They just pretty much stand there with a ticker and like, go ahead. Like a nightclub where they click how many people come in. 2.4 million people. More than 2.4 million. Come on. We do tests, right? I have people around the country that send me videos where they ride through the hood, the ghetto, they're sending back videos, some post on Twitter. You see 20, 30 men standing on corners in their prime fighting age. You could look at them and see these are not regular guys and there's no women anywhere. These are not your average, what we call hood boogers in the ghetto or, mm-hmm. or, or porch monkeys, God forgive me, that just stand around and do nothing all day. These guys are waiting on marching orders. Yes. You could see it in their eyes. They're not your average person. There's bivouacs around the cities. There's boxes chained to light poles with two huge industrial padlocks on them. And these boxes are metal. They look bulletproof like what's in these boxes and who's dropping them off? Yes. That's around the country. New York, Mm -hmm. Chicago, D.C., L.A., And it's the same thing. These young fighting age men standing around with a nasty look in their eye waiting for something. What are they waiting on in your opinion? Well, uh, when somebody is trained to fight and to kill, they are not here on vacation. Otherwise, they will be in New York. Uh, But they are all over the land. And so, therefore, they are waiting for a zero moment. Hmm. The zero moment. Interesting. What's going to happen during that zero moment? Zero moment is a zero hour where 
the lunch says go because when 9-11 took place i called my wife and i said go get our baby out of school get water and get home and and do not leave i expected more to happen and uh, we know that there were more flights were supposed to hit other targets but never fulfilled the purpose today we're in another place uh, and these people are funded they are living here and the american government doesn't know where they live mm. Mm. and they're just waiting like you said they're waiting now in the media brother we see chaos and confusion everywhere right is that just for an information overload just to distract the people get them where they can't focus why are they doing that the 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 american media controls the people because the people learned that the biggest church is is the media so they learn to take everything what the media says is the heart and the truth is we need to understand that is uh, the, the truth is not been told to the american people we only have partial truth uh, just to send them in the wrong perspective wow just confuse them that's right all right so people are confused and they can't focus they can't react properly if if you know god forbid some sort of call comes out these people are sitting in traffic looking at twitter doing and then they just get swamped on a bridge or something they're lost they're not going to know what to do no one's coming to help them correct America is not in preparedness if something catastrophic happened in the United States of America, unfortunately. Mm, mm. Now, Mike, you being former law enforcement federal agent in New York, do you agree with that statement? People are just not prepared if something happens worse than 9-11? Oh, there's, there's no question. Look at the shooting in, in Maine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That guy. Perfect example. He, his name was Robert Card. He's a conv convicted felon, child molester, uh, child predator, not molester, sorry, um, military trained, could not own a weapon because he has a conviction and he has mental illness, mental disorders. Where did he get the gun? Illegally, right? So now that we, you brought him up real quick and then we'll get back to your first thought. Here goes Kamala Harris with banning guns. But the problem mm -hmm. she did, and I sent this to you, Mike, she posted it eight hours before the massacre happened how did she know right we're being fooled here ladies and gentlemen they're bamboozling us to take away our guns what she said today about australia do it the way australia did are you familiar you two guys my brothers here how australia lost their guns yeah there was a there was an incident and they hyped it up in the media and used it as a tool to take away everybody's weapons and now there's more murders in Australia than ever before. Because the criminals kept theirs. Yep. They had the law-abiding citizens throw their guns in the streets and the tanks came and ran them over and picked them up. That's what happened in Germany with the brown shirts. They disarmed the people from their weapon and the brown shirt was in charge of the nation. Wow. Police state. That's right. That's what we're facing. Oh, this is, um, it's disheartening, but this is all biblical. Come on, come on. I, I hear it coming out of you. So go ahead. You can you can say whatever you want to say here, man. Well, what are we looking at right now? It's very critical, you know, and uh, this, we need to understand what's happening. So here's how I see things in my humble opinion. 
the when I was a little boy, we used to write on the street of Beirut, the people of Saturday first and the people of Sunday next. Meaning, we're gonna kill the, the the Jews first, and then we're gonna come for the Christians. So this ideology was well known in the in the Islamist uh, and in the Muslim world. So, but we need to also understand we are in the middle of the Arab Spring has not finished yet. We it's still in play. So mm. as we look at the bushes, they removed Saddam Hussein. And so now Iraq has no power anymore, and Iraq becoming the center of the United Nations. Every, everybody's ready to move over there. Then we look at Obama. He removed Hosni Mubarak, of uh, president of Egypt, and Muammar Gaddafi. And we know what happened in Libya after that. So now the Islamists are roaming the land in all those places. If it was not for President Assisi in Egypt, Egypt will be an, a nightmare ready to fall apart. And uh, but Assisi put a full control over it, and now he's controlling the whole thing. So the agenda is still being played, and it's been played by the, uh, the you know uh, the, the Obama, the the Clintons, and and the Bidens. And uh, what happened is uh, a president, his name, you know, uh, as we know that our previous president, when he came about, President Trump. He changed the whole atmosphere and he brought about the Abrahamic Accord. So President Trump helped implement the Abrahamic Accord and it was not in Camp David, it was in the White House, which is the authority of the house or the seat of the house. So, and that put everything, you know, 20 years behind to their agenda. What agenda is this is one world order agenda. So the, the and what it what it did is now he's empowering the Arabian Peninsula, which is Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Bahrain, Oman, uh, UAE, United Arab Emirates, Jordan, uh, and uh, and Kuwait. He's bringing them all together to recognize as uh, Israel as uh, a free nation. You know, recognize Israel as a nation, mm -hmm. and that is the. The scariest thing could happen to Iran, to Turkey, to Russia, to all this, because they don't want Israel to have sovereignty and united, you know, the brothers of Ishmael and Isaac together, the sons of Ibrahim. Mm. So we are in the midst of all this. So why the Abrahamic Accord is, is you know, doing all this? It's because now the Saudis were about to sign the paper and allowing Israel to build to build their third temple. And when Israel built their third temple, they can start offering sacrifices. And the book of Daniel talks about the abomination desolation that will take place after that, which is the destruction of the temple after the Antichrist is being elected. And he'll make peace for, for seven years and, and he'll break it in, 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 in three years. The seven so year peace deal. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're right. You're, you're hitting it right on point. Now, one question I do have, and maybe some people don't understand this. Who was Abraham's firstborn? The firstborn of Abraham, his name was Ishmael. Mm. And he was not named Ishmael by his father. He was named Ishmael by God himself. Really? Yes. If you read uh, Genesis 16, 15, 16, 17, you'll find out when Hagar... You know, she was leaving her, the Abraham, 
tent and God intercepted her and he said to her, Hagar, where are you coming from and where are you going to? She said, uh, my mistress was mean to me. She, she, she beat her up basically and she was taken off and he said, hush, go back. You, you are having a baby and he will be a boy and his name shall be called Ishmael, meaning God hears. Ishma mean here and uh, uh, El God. So God gave his name to Ishmael that to be heard. And so we see two, th you know, 4,000 years ago, Ishmael and Isaac buried their father Abraham and they never talked to each other. Each one started building their own nations. So, but now they're coming together under the Abrahamic Accord and they are united together to help each other against the enemies. And we need to understand that all this has kicked, uh, kicked off uh, 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 Psalms 83. And in Psalms 83, it declares, it says in Psalms uh, 83, 1 to 4, it says, God, do not be silent and do not hold your peace and do not be still, O God, for behold, your enemies made a template, confused noises, unholy alliances. That's what they're saying. Mm. Because these people are enemy to one another and they're coming together. And those who hate you in spirit of the Antichrist have lifted their voice, their head, to exalt their self, Allah Akbar. They have taken crafty cunning, counseling against your people, Israel, and consulted together against your sheltered ones, Israel's and the Christians. They have said, come, let us cut them off, erase them from being a nation that their name, the name of Israel may be remembered no more. And so God turned around and he said, these who th these people will be. And he named them by name. So Psalms 83, 6 through 8 says, for they have consulted together uh, and they had a heart condition. And the Confederacy organized them against the Jews. And they are the tent of Edom, which is the sons of Esau. And the Ishmaelite, the sons of the sons of Ishmael, some of them, not all of them, like Qatar, mm. and Moab, the sons of Lot, and the Hagarite, which is Egyptian, and the Gabalites, which is a Canaanite from, uh, you know, Babylon or Tripoli in Lebanon, and that's in Joshua 13 and 5, and the Philistine, which is the inhabitant, and any inhabitant of Tyre, which is the Amalekite, and the Shiite. The Shiites are the, you know, the sons of Keturah, which is the enemy of Ishmael and Israel. And so therefore, and the Assyria, Shias, which is Iran and Iraq, has joined with them and they have helped the children of Lot and the uh, sons of Moab. So basically, you know, uh, and we also so see that Yemen shot rockets all away and he called them Queen Sheba, which is the Sabians, the empire of Sabian, which is the Zaidis, which is Shia Muslim dynasty under the power of Iran. And as we look at all this, we see that God spoke about what will take place in our time. And the, and the, you know, the, uh, the, the prophet of God has been praying about this against this conspiracy against Israel to annihilate Israel. But the crazy part, this is will lead into, song, uh, into Ezekiel 38, 
What is Ezekiel 38? It looks like a, a World War III. And this is when we see Russia join with Russia Minor, all the Muslims from the East Europe, and also we join with the son, uh, uh, with sons of Lot. I mean, uh, not the sons of Lot, forgive me. Uh, with the sons, uh, uh, Abraham has, uh, Noah had three sons. He had Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So the sons of Japheth will join them in power because when they left the, the Tower of Babel, they mo moved to East Europe, and that's where they settled. And today, the majority of them are Muslims. Wow. So we are seeing all this, and we are seeing Europe turning into a, 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 confused, a confused state. Uh, World War III is going to break out in Europe and a civil war is going to take place. And we see the Islamists are clashing with the European. And even now they are uniting with Iran and, and uh, Turkey and Iraq. And they're coming through Syria and all the way uh, to, the, you know, to, to Lebanon and pour into the Jordan and, and Egypt and what so have you. And we look at the two groups. The groups in Psalms 83 is not the same group. As in, uh, as in Ezekiel 38 and 39. They're totally two different groups. So what's that says that Israel conquered these, uh, the, you know, first group that attacked them in Psalms 83 and established peace by force. And, and, and from there, the whole these other nation rose against them in uh, holy jihad. And is that what we're looking at now? Because what you just said, the attacks in Israel, the things happening in um, Germany and Europe and the United States, it just seems like a buildup and it's all going to happen at the same time. That's exactly right. It's That's really exactly like right. birthing pains right now. Now, I mean, what's happening, the word of God says, he said he will cause the first shake, the first shaking of the earth, and then he will turn around and he will shake it one more time. But the second shaking will be greater than the first shaking. And what God is doing is separating the sheep from the sheep and uh, who's on my side and who's against me. Because not everyone says, Lord, Lord, really believe in Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you, you said something before we started recording. There's people out there being used like this main shooter. You said he's a useful idiot. Yes. There's plenty of them around. Yes. Yes, and useful idiots are what's used by uh, the the uh, the proponent. The one is paying the money, the raising the the pe people emotion by the media and by I Islamic ideology. When you look at the Islamic ideology today, 84 percent of it it is political system, military system, government system only. About 14% of it is religious, and the rest of it is a fullness of government. That's why they could not destroy the United States with uh, Islam, but they can, can destroy it with Sharia. Sharia law. Is that part of the political Islam you spoke of? That's the only thing, the only power Islamic, uh, you know, political Islam have. Is Sharia law. Yes, sir. So it goes hand in hand. Wow. Yes. Now, Mike, you the still more with us? The, the, I'm sorry. Uh, I think Mike dropped off. Mike, you still with us? No, I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you were law enforcement, right, did you mm -hmm. run into 
anything with Sharia law or signs of political Islam like they're doing today because New York has the Muslim patrol I see on NYPD cars. What did you run into when you were working? Well, after 9-11, we had much better communications. So I remember there was one time when there was, uh, a, there, was, there was a couple of Muslims trying to buy an ambulance from a manufacturer in New Jersey who was selling to Hollywood movies. Basically, they make ambulances, police cars, and that sort of thing. And immediately when we got notified, it went out all over the place. I mean, like everybody knew about it Im- immediately. You know what I'm saying? And they and they became, you know, they, the law enforcement started looking for them because everybody was on such high alert. They had actually planned to blow up the Brooklyn Bridge, and we intercepted uh, some communications and stopped it. So, so you, we saying, were so. You're saying they were buying prop vehicles, police cars, ambulances. Yes, right. That sort wow. of stuff. Yep. Wow. So, yep. so the average yep. person seeing it go down the street with the red lights wouldn't have thought anything. Right, of course not, because because if you look at any of these movies, you can't tell the difference between the prop vehicle and the real thing. Wow. They're very well done. Yeah, they are. They, they They're very are. well done. Now, would it happen once once Obama, you know, got in, he started changing the thing, um, you know, the, the language that was in the training materials to take the out Islam. The CIA and the CIA and NSA. Yes, that's right. Exactly what they did. Yeah, they changed what. What? So you can't now. All of a sudden, you you can't you can't mention Islamic or. Hey, folks, Rooster here. For the full episode, head on over to www.2acc.org and click on join. Don't worry, it's free. Hope to see y'all there.